Health Matters with Karen Key. And a very good evening to you from tonight's edition of Health Matters. Well, this evening we'll be focusing on your teeth, and that's anything and everything to do with your teeth. And my guest this evening is dentist Dr. Mark Scher. Now, just to tell you a little bit about Mark, he graduated from the now amalgamated universities of Stellenbosch and UWC. He completed his community service in Neisner, and he now practices in Cape Town at The Practice in Seapoint. His scope of practice includes white fillings, crowns and bridges, dentures, root canal treatment, not my favorite thing, extractions, basic implant placement, and all implant restorations. And here's the best part. He's particularly skilled in pain-free treatment, especially when dealing with nervous patients. Should I put my hand up here? And children also under conscious sedation. And just a reminder before we begin that if you need any information regarding the show this evening, or if you missed a contact number or any other things we might talk about, you can find them on Facebook. Just go to Health Matters on SAFM. If you'd still like to contact me directly, you can email me on healthmatters at safm.co.za. So, Mark, good evening. Welcome back to the show. You've been on a number of times, but never to chat to the listeners. Evening, Karen. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. And hello to the listeners. Yeah, excited to, to take some questions. So, lots, lots of things to talk about our teeth. If you have any questions, you can call us on 0892 10 2010. Health Matters with Karen Key. So Mark, before we start, I mentioned anxious, nervous patients, and I've got my hand up at this point. But um, that is quite a, quite a problem for, for dentists like yourself. Yeah, Karen, on a daily basis we are treating dental anxiety. It's a, a it huge, is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a, it's a real phobia. And uh, as a dentist, we have to be... You know, play both a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and dentist. You have to really be able to calm a nervous patient down, which is is a challenge on a daily basis. It's a it's it's a fear that you know you, it's very difficult to 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 brush aside, especially if if you've had a traumatic experience in the chair. And a lot of this, I would imagine, well, in a lot of cases, would start in childhood. Correct. So that's quite a thing for you now dealing with children is to make quite sure that their first few experiences with you. Oh, very nice. Absolutely. Dealing with kids in the chair is is very difficult, but can be very rewarding. And it's very important as dentists to build a good, trusting relationship with a child from an early age. And that I, I stem and I, I really stand by that is, is trying to avoid anything traumatic for a child at, in the dental chair. And you can really build a patient for life and avoid, you can avoid serious anxiety later on. And I believe that all dental fear in adults stems from a, a previously bad experience as a child. So very important for dentists to, to make sure that if you're treating children, treat them with the utmost care, patience, um, be tolerant with them, do things slowly to, to avoid the you know, traumatic experience. Now, the thing with, with children, though, you, you start out, it's all going really well, and possibly the parents had a bad experience. Mm. That could possibly translate to the yeah. child. So if you are one of those nervous parents, um, try not to let your child notice that you are terrified of going <laughs> to the dentist. Definitely. Look, the, the kids feed off you know any kind of emotion from their parents. So if they're giving off an, an energy or a, or, a, or a vibe that it's, it's a, a scary place, obviously the child's going to pick up on that. So parents also need to, to, to get on board. It's, it's, a, it's really a, a three-way effort between myself, the parent, and the child to, to build that trusting relationship. And yes, it starts at home where all these preconceived notions about the dentist being a scary place, being uncomfortable, being traumatic have to be you know put, put aside. If Even if the parents have had a bad experience, they need to really try and build up 
this level of trust with a child and the dentist from from a young age. Now, one of the things, all those things I mentioned that you do, one of the other things you do is you are, I'm not sure, do you consult with OTC Pharma? Because you work quite closely with them and their natural products, especially when it comes to things like dentistry. And why why I brought that up is because there is a product called Rescue Select. It's like a rescue product. Absolutely. A calming thing (laughs) for people like me. Maybe take that before you go to the dentist and I'm sure the experience will be a lot better. It is. It is a total, totally natural herbal um, product known as Rescue Select. Uh, You can get stuff for anxiety and stress, but the one for anxiety is the one I recommend for patients to take before the treatment. It really just does, you know, put you at ease, relaxes you, and it it doesn't have the effect that other pre-medications have, which, you know, in some cases... Uh, if, if we give a, a, a strong sh- a scheduled pre-med to, to a patient, they can have an effect where they become drowsy. We've had incidents where patients actually um, you know, are completely non-responsive. So you actually you got to watch out for those pre-meds. Rather take something natural, something that's not going to, to interfere with, you know, with, with the way you, you're thinking and you're behaving. And really, that's a, a great product to use, something like Rescue Select for Anxiety. You know, even if it has kind of a, a mental effect on you that you know you've taken something, you're going to relax yourself. You're going to sit down in the chair and you're going to feel relaxed. That's a really important concept. The state of mind that you're, you're in when you walk into the dental chairs is very important. Uh, and and it, it helps the dentist as well. If the dentist feels that you're anxious and you're nervous, he picks up on that. So That's the last thing you want when he's sitting there with a drill. You don't, <laughs> don't want him to be anxious. You're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. I'm Karen Key. And this evening we're focusing on dentistry with dentist Dr. Mark Scher. If you have any questions, you can call us now on 0892-102010. Mark, something very interesting that we were discussing before we came on air is the, the link between diabetes and mouth problems. And I really wasn't aware that there was this correlation. Tell me a little bit about what that is. Okay, look, Karen, the link is the fact that Oral diseases or what we call periodontal disease, which is a disease of the gums, um, the teeth and the bone that the teeth are supported in, is accelerated with diabetic patients. When you're classified diabetic, you, you certain a, num- a certain number of, of symptoms um, follow that. In other words, you can have a dry mouth syndrome where your salivary flow is diminished. Uh, you can have something called polyuria, which is a passage of large volume of urine. And all those lead to this dehydration effect. And without saliva coating your teeth, your teeth are prone to decay. So being a diabetic means you really have to look after your, your oral health and have to have a, an optimum oral hygiene because of the fact that if you do develop periodontal disease, it is accelerated. It, it speeds itself up because your, your mouth isn't naturally protected like it would be in, in a healthy individual. So being diabetic mean, me, means you have to and should have optimum oral hygiene, have regular checkups with your dentist. Other, you know, the, the main issue is if, if you have to have anything invasive done in your mouth, if you're diabetic, you heal slower. So having a tooth removed, having any invasive um, dental surgery means you're going to heal slower. Your immune system is, is weaker and you're prone to, to post-operative in, uh, infection. So very important to you know, absolutely maintain that highest level of hygiene to avoid having to have a tooth pulled or having to have any invasive dental surgery.
Now, there's also problems with medication if, with, with people who are taking medication for di diabetes. You were telling me as well, it is insulin dependent and the ones who Correct. aren't on insulin, but there is always a concern about that too. Well, this is the management side from mm. us as dentists. We've got to make sure, uh, if a diabetic patient sits in our chair, we've got to make sure that their blood sugars are, are stable. They've, if they're obviously dependent on keeping their blood sugars stable, they need to. we need to make sure they've had something to eat. Um, if they're taking insulin, we need to make sure they've taken their insulin because, and it has happened in the past, where a patient can slip into either a hypoglycemic coma or a hyperglycemic coma. So, and that can really create a whole lot of stress and trauma in the dental chair. So, as dentists, we've got to, you know, the diabetic patient says, so we've got to make sure that they are feeling good, they're feeling healthy, they've taken all their medication so we can proceed with treatment. There are certain, um, you know, hypoglycemic drugs which can have a, an ulcerative effect on the mouth. Um, which uh, you know can can create problems. You can get mouth ulcers with uh, as being a diabetic patient. So that's also something to, to to consider and to watch out for. And you were telling me as well that you actually can pick up as a dentist by certain things in somebody's mouth. Whether and you said you were telling me about a patient who didn't realise they were even diabetic. Absolutely. Uh, we sit down and, and we do a full screening and a, and a checkup on a patient, and you, know, you, you you go through the list and. It shows that the patient has periodontal disease. They've got a low salivary flow. Um, you question them: Have you ever, you know, been checked and screened for diabetes? And they tell me no. And you know, off to the GP they go. And yes, in matter of fact, there are diabetic patients. So sometimes a dentist can actually pick up on these things. And it's an important thing to to look out for. And all these people listening now, all these things that are, are possibly wrong in your mouth are manageable. They are manageable. They are manageable, but it requires constant effort. Effort on, on part of the patient, really keeping their mouth um, clean. Oral hygiene is, is crucial, and this is basic stuff. Brushing twice a day, flossing, impeccable, really important to, to floss. You need that impeccable oral hygiene. Using a mouthwash, using something to stimulate salivary flow, chewing chewing gum, something with xylitol does benefit um, oh, really? oral health, absolutely. Um, so yeah, having, having that effort on the patient's side, really looking after their mouth, the dentist will then play his role with doing regular cleanings. Uh, what we do in, in patients with periodontal diseases, we actually do something um, known as a deep cleaning where we clean underneath the gum. So it's quite a, a painful experience. You know, it's, it's not comfortable, but very, very necessary to maintain um, the health of the mouth, especially if someone is being diagnosed with periodontal disease. Does your pain-free uh, dentistry come into play there, Mark? Yes, we, we do administer, obviously, local anesthetic for that. Um, and if the need be, if, if it's a real deep cleaning, if you're seeing a specialist, um, some of the times we'll do a conscious sedation, so the patient will not feel a thing. Just you, one of the things I mentioned that you do as well are dentures. Now those almost seem to be back in our granny's day. You know, it's, it seems to be the whole thing now. You have implants and you have all these little screw things in your gums or whatever, and you have these teeth stuck in there. Very few young people now have walk around with dentures. Are they still quite the thing? Yeah, Karen, I do <laughs> a lot of dentures. Um, look, you know what? It's uh, there's a place for them, definitely. As you say, a lot of young people are, are maintaining their teeth and you know, reading um, statistics are that people are losing teeth far less than they used to. Dentists are also being more conservative. We're not pulling our teeth um, willy-nilly like they used they to. Used so to. Uh, there are a lot of factors and um, you know, I, I might in, in 20, 30 years' time we'll see that uh, hardly doing any dentures. But certainly uh, we, do, we do quite a few dentures on a daily basis. The fact is that it's a very affordable way to replace missing teeth. 
um, and you can replace multiple teeth with a denture. Whereas implants becomes quite costly, especially if you have um, multiple teeth to replace. So yeah, so it is still an option. It is still definitely an option, and uh, it's an affordable option to to replace missing teeth. Obviously, disadvantages: it is a removable appliance. So yes, it <laughs> could possibly move around when you're eating. You have to take it out and clean it. So there's an effort on, on that part, but certainly there's a place for for dentures. And these implants, I mean, are they, how, how do you go about doing those? I mean, they, is that quite a long, painful procedure? Actually, look, okay, an implant is a surgical placement of a little titanium screw into the bone. So if you've lost a tooth, and I mean tooth, the part that you see, which is the crown, and the part you don't see, which is the root, which is embedded in your bone, if you lose that whole structure, we can insert an, a titanium screw into the bone, and into that screw we can put a tooth. That is a dental implant, and there are wonderful benefits for that, and that is replacing a single tooth without involving any of the other teeth. In the past, if you lost a tooth and you had adjacent teeth on either side, the treatment protocol would be to do a bridge, which mm. means crowning either the teeth on either side, very destructive, cutting away the enamel on those two teeth, and bonding on a three-unit um, bridge, which is basically three teeth fused together. So you've got these two pillars holding a single tooth, and they're all bonded, they're all stuck together. So you can't floss between them. Food gets caught underneath it. If anything had to happen to one of those adjacent teeth, one of those pillars, you're going to lose the whole bridge. And then you're actually still missing the tooth that you've missed, plus you're down another one. So you're actually worse off than when you began, if the bridge fails. With implants, you avoid all of that. So it's just one tooth it's at a time, tooth. you're not involving anything else. Correct. And mm. Look, if done by a skilled surgeon under the right conditions, implants can be absolutely pain-free. That is, you know, 100%. It's, it's not a scary um, surgical procedure. It is surgical. We have to make an incision in the gum, but it, is, it can be completely pain-free. And that's something that we want to try and, and, you know, get out of people's heads, that it's a, a, an implant is a hectic surgical really painful procedure it, it really is uh, if done correctly a non-invasive um, non-painful procedure that you know if, if you know the, the benefits can far outweigh um, having any other invasive dental treatment done like a bridge Okay, well, you're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. I'm Karen Key, and this evening we're focusing on dentistry with dentist Dr. Mark Show. If you have any questions about anything that's been done to you as far as your teeth are concerned, or if you have any questions about some upcoming surgery, in inverted commas, on your teeth in your mouth, anything to do with that, mouth ulcers, diabetes, you can call us on 0892 10 2010, 2010. I just wanted to ask you about sealing teeth because that seems to be a mm. relatively new thing and I wish it was around when I was growing up because mm. it wasn't. But you can now have, if children, you can, as their teeth, mm. their big teeth are coming out, you can have them sealed and that seems to protect them for a lot longer. Correct. The principle of putting a dental sealant is in is that you want to raise the, the depth of the fissures or the grooves in your molars. So if you have to look in the mirror, you'll see these these deep grooves that flow in, in the middle of your, your molars and in those grooves plaque and bacteria can gather and if they sit there ultimately you can you can get a cavity so what the sealant does is is creates this um, shallower groove really almost a flat surface so plaque and bacteria cannot gather and prevents cavities essentially yes so sealants are, are, are something that we do a, 
a lot of the time, you know, in some cases, Karen, it's not entirely necessary. If a child has had perfect teeth growing up, and we what classify them as a low caries risk, in other words, they don't actively develop caries, it's not always necessary to go and put sealants in. Is it any it's harmful a, in any way? It's, it's not harmful. It's not a harmful procedure. I'm just procedure. thinking now because as my son's teeth popped out, so we had them sealed. Look, to this day, he has not got one filling. That, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that fantastic. Its benefits are yeah. tremendous. And I advocate we do sealants when, when both the molars have come through, both the adult molars, uh, that is. And definitely long-term benefits are, are proven to, to prevent decay. So it's really a, an effective treatment. I was just wondering if I'd jumped the gun there, but waiting, I didn't wait to see if he was likely no, to get anything. No, I thought look, before he gets no, them, let's just do this. Look, as I said, in in their in their childhood age, if they've had a cavity or two, you know, without a doubt, we're putting sealants on. If they've gone through their childhood with this perfect set of teeth without any problems, you know, sometimes we 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 look at it and say, is it absolutely necessary to seal the teeth? You know, there's no harm in doing it, and a lot of the time the parents agree that let's put sealants in just for preventative purposes, and and we do. And I'm actually putting sealants in in, in young adults now as well that never had it when they were kids, you know, to 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 carry on that preventative approach, which I believe is very important. You know, we prevent any problems, and uh, patients uh, stay happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm pausing, Craddock. And Paul, good evening. Evening. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? How can we help you, Paul? Yeah, man. I just want to know. I got bleeding gums, ne? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. I think I already have four years with it, and I'm trying different medicine. All right, and Paul, look, uh, yeah. ble- bleeding gums correlates to having what we call gingivitis, which is a gum disease. The number one cause of bleeding gums is having plaque accumulate in between your teeth. So I've got to ask you this question, and Paul, are you flossing on a daily basis? Yeah, usually when I wake up, I find that I got that problem. I got the, the, some blood on the teeth. Okay. Yeah, but are you using floss? Are you using that flossing stuff between your teeth, and Paul? No. Okay. You're not? Okay. It's, it's like a little thread. It's almost, it's, if you looked at it, it almost looks like cotton. And you use it to go in between your teeth to clean out all the stuff. And that's what Mark is saying. It's the plaque in between your teeth that is causing your gums to bleed. And Paul, this is what I recommend. I recommend that you, you seek a, a dentist in your area and you, you request to have a cleaning done. And if you have a, a professional cleaning done by either a dentist or an oral hygienist, that will kickstart you to a, a, a healthy mouth. And from then on, and Paul, you need to use dental floss and ask the hygienist to show you how to use it. It's really simple and it needs to be done on a daily basis to avoid the plaque building up in between your teeth, which is causing your gums to be inflamed, and it's causing your gums to bleed. So that is the key thing here, is that using the floss will eliminate the plaque and the bacteria, and your gums won't bleed. And that's really important for other listeners. If you're flossing and your gums are bleeding, you have gingivitis, I'm afraid to say. It's, it's, look, it's a very common disease, mm. but it's a good indicator at home. Uh, if you're okay. flossing on a daily basis, you will find that there will be no bleeding or very, very little bleeding, if any. Because what I was trying, like a year, I used, I used to go to a dentist twice, ne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only for once. Mara, it stops maybe for two weeks. Okay. Then after, yeah, uh, then, then after two weeks, uh, the, the problem comes again. Okay, and Paul, as I said, you, you need to use dental floss. Very important. 
every single day. Are you brushing twice a day, morning and yeah. night? Yeah. Okay. If you if you if you use the, the if you use dental floss on a daily basis, I can assure you your bleeding gums will will be eliminated. But it is very important. All right. Okay. Okay, Thank from you. Paul. Good luck to you. Thank you for getting through. Now, that, that actually is a very common yeah. um, problem, unfortunately. But I think people see the gums are bleeding. I am not putting floss between my teeth because it's going to make it worse. Well, that's uh, that's the conundrum, uh, mm. obviously. You know, if bleed, my gums are bleeding because I'm flossing. Yeah. The gums are bleeding because you're not flossing enough. And try this. If, if you're at home and your gums are bleeding tonight, try it for three nights in a row. By the fourth night, you will see a huge improvement. Really, it's that easy. But it has to be a consecutive thing. Plaque builds up in 24 hours. It's a, it's a very quick development of this biofilm that sticks to your teeth. And with that comes a load of bacteria. So if you're missing a day of not flossing, you have developed that plaque back. And now gingivitis will kick in again. So it's a rapidly developing condition. And it needs to be controlled on a daily basis. Now, I have to sit here and feel all guilty now, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Didn't invite you here to make me feel guilty. Can I ask you about something? I, I, I don't know whether it's still going on now. I'm sure it is. But in the last few years, there was quite a move towards having existing fillings removed, the mercury hmm. in the fillings. Hmm. Do you see a lot of that happening, of them being removed? It's quite a mission. And some people say it's actually not worth it. It's more dangerous to start messing with the mercury and removing it than just leaving it there. Okay. There's a lot of controversy around mm. mercury. and well, Which they don't really use not, that let's anymore. Let's not speak so. about mercury. It's, it's amalgam. Amalgam, okay. yes. There is mercury traces. There's lead. There are a whole lot of other metals. And it is controversial. There, uh, to date, there's no direct you know, proof that if you have amalgam in your teeth, you are being poisoned by the mercury. However, I will say this. If you're going to have the amalgam drilled out that is when you are at risk of inhaling and ingesting these particles because when you when a dentist drills on a filling you shatter that filling into millions of little pieces and yes you can inhale and ingest that filling so that is when you're going to have this stuff enter your yeah. system it is being done quite often in in private practice that we are removing old metal fillings and we're replacing them with with modern bonding in white resin fillings which are tooth colored it has definitely improved the aesthetics and it is definitely something that plays on uh, i believe a lot of them the mental state of the patient if they believe that the metal in their mouth is poisoning them when we take it out immediately they have this feeling that this element is now out of their system and you know a lot of them do feel better from it the one condition is that when I do remove, and this is myself personally, when I remove the metal fillings, I do it under condition known as a rubber dam. So I place a, a rubber dam over a tooth, which you can ask any dentist, they'll know what it is. Uh, and that prevents you, as the patient, from inhaling or ingesting the, me the metal. And that's a very important thing to do because, really, that's when you're at risk. Uh, you know what? Also, I feel a lot of the time, and I, I stick by this, let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. If, if you're not bothered by the filling, if it's not hurting you, if it looks fine on the x-ray, don't touch it. That's, that's a, another important thing, you know, rather just leave it. Unless a patient really requests that they want the metal out, they feel that they, they don't want to have this black in their mouth, this, this, this element that could be poisoning them, absolutely, I'll do the treatment and under those conditions. But if it's not bothering you, 
leave it alone. Can I just ask you one thing? Because this I have heard as a concern from mm. people is it's leaking. Is that possible? Look, an existing filling. Leaking in the sense that it's entering your bloodstream, very debatable. You, you, you'll struggle to find evidence of that. Um, leaking around the tooth, yes. You can see a tooth that has, a, if you look at the side of a tooth that's got a metal filling inside it, that tooth has a black or a dark reflection. It, it's got a darkish hue. And yes, that is the metal that has leaked into the surrounding enamel and dentine. But it's not going into your bloodstream it's, as such. As it is, look, it's it's hard to prove. It's mm -hmm. almost impossible to prove. It may be, it may not be. I mean, it's it's a difficult question to answer. But the bottom line is that you know, if millions and millions of people have metal in their mouth, we're and, and we're all fine. That's and basically, the, these days, it's not that. They don't use that anymore. Correct. So. As a principle, uh, you'll struggle to find a dentist um, in private practice that will put an amalgam or a metal filling in the mouth. With the advent of new modern composites or white fillings, you get a, a great chemical bond to the tooth, something that metal doesn't do. The metal doesn't bond chemically to the tooth. It's held in by retention. So you pack this metal in and it's, it hardens and now it's almost locked in. When you place a white filling, we use things called bonding agents, adhesives, and that chemically allows the, the white resin to flow into the enamel and the dentine and create a chemical bond. So it actually is a stronger, better filling, if done correctly. All, all of us that have had old fillings put in, you can always remember the dentist sort of pounding, almost like pushing it into your tooth. Do you feel yeah. he's going to push your tooth out the bottom of your jaw? <laughs> and the new ones, they don't do that anymore. No. I think with like a heat thing or something that they it's do, a, whatever they do on It's a curing light, yeah. Much, much better. I don't feel like my jaw's being dislocated. Right, Brett in Durban, good evening. Brett? Good evening, Corey. Hi, how are you doing? How can we help you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you. I uh, just got a question for the doctor. Okay. Hi, Brett. Um, hi, how are you doing? All right, thanks. Um, I've, I've always had very good oral health. Uh, every time I've gone to visit a dentist, right up until my early 20s, um, I've always received compliments on my teeth. They're very healthy, uh, blah, 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 perfect mm -hmm. set of teeth. Um, I've recently just turned 30, mm -hmm. um, and I've noticed that I've got receding gums. Mm -hmm. um, I have consulted a dentist. Mm -hmm. uh, admittedly, I haven't had a, a proper dental cleaning for the past year or, or two mm -hmm. uh, because of some financial constraints on my side. Mm -hmm. um, but I've noticed this uh, receding gums, and uh, I've consulted a dentist, and he said to me, for someone at the age of 30, that, that, that's something that's quite concerning. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to get your opinion on that, and also with regards to... Uh, your comments on the diabetes and stuff. Mm. Um, I do sometimes have a bit of dry mouth, mm. um, but over and above that, it's just really the, the receding gums, mm. as well as a lot of, um, uh, how can I say, almost a permanent sensitivity on my teeth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really depend on what I eat, mm. uh, whether it's hot or cold. Uh, my teeth are always just feeling uh, sensitive. Mm. Okay, um, Brett. Um, yeah, look, uh, let me start with the receding gums. You can get receding gums, the, the main thing we see is receding gums through an aggressive brushing action. So through years of scrubbing your teeth with a toothbrush, you know, a lot of the time it's a traumatic thing that's developed and you've actually brushed away the gum around the neck of the teeth and now you've exposed 
the neck and the sensitive part of the tooth. So that is one aspect of getting uh, what you what you call receding gums. And that aspect is, you know, it's, it's now we, we try and change your habits. We try to get you to use an electric toothbrush and to avoid the scrubbing action. If you have receding gums and that has been classified because you have what we call periodontitis, which is a periodontal disease. Now, if you've seen a dentist, he should have taken measurements with what we call a periodontal probe. And when we push that probe down the side of the tooth, we measure the distance between um, the attached gum, so the gum that's attached to the tooth, at, at the base. And if you have what we call deep pockets or areas where the probe goes deep into the gum and it's your teeth are now exposed, then you it's a then the receding gums is a totally different ball game. That means you have periodontal disease. Now, Brett, look, uh, you know it, your oral hygiene. If you've maintained it, um, brushing twice a day, flossing, it'd be very rare that you develop periodontal disease unless you have a family history. So, in your family, is there anyone with this kind of condition? Uh, no, not really. Not really. Okay. Yeah, and I've always maintained good. Uh, even when I didn't see a, uh, a dentist, I've always maintained uh, good health. Sometimes flossing uh, twice a day, or even flossing straight after I've eaten. So okay. um, I've always maintained that, that good uh, oral health. Well, well, then let's speak about your brushing technique. Have you been, you know, what, what kind of a toothbrush do you use? Did you use a manual toothbrush or an electric toothbrush? No, I use a manual toothbrush. Okay. Look, Brett, it's very important to, to, to consult with your dentist on that aspect because you could have, and this is a... a, a this is common, I see it a lot, is that patients scrub their gums and uh, you're using a scrubbing action when you brush, which is really, really bad because you are actually wearing away the gum and you're exposing the teeth. And that's, that is the main cause of receding gums other than you know, having this periodontal disease, which it doesn't sound like you have. I'm not sure if you've, if you've spoken to your dentist about that. He would have told you if you've had if you have periodontal disease. But look at your brushing stroke. Are you gripping the toothbrush like you hold, say, a tennis racket with all your your four your five your four fingers and your thumb? Rather hold it like you hold a pencil, because then you've got a much lighter grip and you're going to not scrub your gums that way. But my advice would really be looking to 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 move to an electric toothbrush. Unfortunately, Brett, once you have receding gums, if there's no disease related it's not going to grow back. So the issue okay. is the issue is to 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 try and, and prevent any further receding gums. Um, but really, yeah, you've got you've got to know why they're receding. Are they receding because it's trauma, or they're receding because you have periodontal disease? And that's something you need to ask your dentist, and he needs to to do a, a proper screening on you. But my advice would be move to an electric toothbrush because that definitely uh, automatically eliminates the need to want to scrub because the electric toothbrush does all the work. Um, carry on with your routine, flossing, you know, that's, that's great. But yeah, just be, be gentle on your gums. That's the most important thing. And the reason your teeth are sensitive, Brett, is because you've exposed the neck of the tooth, which is actually got no enamel on it. It's pure dentine. And dentine is a very porous... Um, type of material which which creates which can lead to sensitivity generalized sensitivity is, is there anything i can do in the in the interim just to um to lower that sensitivity or almost neutralize that sensitivity any yes. products i can get there are breath there are there are a range of what we call sensitive toothpastes which um, you can go and you know pick one off the shelf. I mean, there 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 are a whole lot of them, and they all have if they if they 
if they say um, that, that they work for sensitivity, they have an active ingredient in them which seals off the dentinal tubules. So it's got something different that your regular toothpaste will have. You know what, you can even take those, that, those kind of toothpaste and, and rub it straight onto the teeth with your finger and leave it on there. And that will definitely help you um, avoid sensitivity. Okay, because what I've actually been doing is I've, I've got Sensodyne, the Sensodyne toothpaste. Fine. And I got a bit creative and I actually filled it into a gum guard. Okay. And I actually just stuck that into my mouth and just left it there for a while. I know it sounds silly. Okay. How did it work? Um, but I just, uh, it, it helps a little bit. Okay, just be careful that you're not swallowing the toothpaste, Brett. Because okay. there's there's fluoride in there, and if you swallow a lot of toothpaste, you can it can the fluoride isn't good for you. Um, so just be careful of that. So make okay, sure if sure. you've got the gum guard in, you're spitting out constantly and you're not swallowing. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you, Brett. Brett. Thanks for getting Thanks through. For good night to you. You're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. I'm Karen Key, and this evening we're focusing on dentistry with dentist Dr. Mark Sher. If you have any questions about your teeth or anything to do with your the health of your mouth, you can call us on 0892102010, Meshak in Sasselberg, good evening. Yes, good evening. How are you? Fine, thank you. How can we help you? Yes, um, if, uh, I mean, some few weeks ago, I had uh, one of my front left tooth broken, and then the doctor um, actually made me to pay a certain sum to have uh, that tooth re- uh, replaced with some some form of, I think they refer to it as enamel or something. Enamel? So, yes, yeah, something like that. Then they, 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 they actually took a... Uh, some stuff that he put in my mouth to be able to have a shape of how my teeth look like. It seems they took it to a laboratory, mm-hmm. and then uh, when they came back, then I had a tooth that was somewhat uh, inserted in and so on, and it looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I want uh, uh, your guest to explain to me as to what are the don'ts, you know, things that I shouldn't do with that type of tooth. Is there something that I shouldn't eat or so? Okay, uh, luckily... Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want him to explain the how does uh, the process of tooth replacement uh, uh, work? Uh, like I heard you sp- speaking, like a screw being in, being put in and a tooth being inserted. So mm. I just want to clarify you on that one as to how is the process. Being Did made. they do that to you, Meshak? Uh, I want to do it on uh, one of my. Oh. lower uh, tooth. And what, what did they, the tooth that they replaced now? Did they do that with a screw? No, no. They just capped it, possibly. Just put yeah, another, it's, just it's put just a piece a on the tooth. top. They just took a new tooth and then uh, put some stuff on it there. And because they had a picture of my broken tooth, it fitted very nicely. Okay. And even now, I really enjoy the job that has been done. With it, but I just mm. want to know what are they done. Okay, well, okay. what can't you? And it's the front tooth, so you tend to bite down. That's mm. the, the most frightening thing. You think you're going to break it yeah. again. Mishak, thank you. That's a, that's, a, that's a good question. And, and something that yeah, is going to help the other listeners out there. The front tooth, obviously, is what we call your, your tearing or your biting teeth. So a lot of the, the time when we bite down, we try and tear our food. And that's something you must never do if you have a crown. 
because yeah. if you do that tearing action, you can actually dislodge or you can break the crown. What you've got in the front tooth is a cap or a crown, which, we, which we'd call it in, in lay terms, which is made up of, of ceramic. So it's the same color as your other teeth. Um, and it is unfortunately not as strong as the rest of your teeth, although it is obviously a very good structure to have. Sure. But the important sure. thing is to watch how you bite into something. Never tear anything with that. Bite down normally, and if you're going to have to tear food, obviously tear it on the other side of your mouth where you have your natural teeth. So those are the, the main things. It's, it's, it's just important to, to treat the tooth a little bit delicately, you know, not biting into anything hard and not to tear your food. That's that's the, the main thing. What about something like eating an apple? You bite it. How dangerous is eating an eating apple, an apple, apple in, the front, in the front of your teeth? Look, Eating an apple is, is you know, just be, be cautious that you're not using that, that tooth to, to, to take the brunt of the bite. You know, rather angle the, the bite to the other side of the mouth. Or cut the or, apple. Or cut the apple, mm. absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's you know, common sense, really. You've got a, a slightly compromised tooth and just, just be, be careful with what you eat. But you know what? It, it, there are strong structures. If it's bonded in or cemented onto the, the tooth correctly, it, it, will, it will hold. But really, the tearing action is, is a very important. Avoid, avoid tearing your food with that tooth at all costs. Then no going, sweets? Yes? No sweets and toffees? You <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be eating those anyway. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> look, obviously, Mishak, those, those, all those factors, sweets, toffees, um, you can compromise this crown. As, I, as I'll say to you again, it is not like your own tooth, so you have to treat it a little bit differently. You have to just be a bit more mindful of what you have in the front. Um, so definitely avoid those. Those avoid the teeth, the things that will normally, you know, damage other teeth. You know, like your toffees and your sweets. Um, that's really important. Just to to stay clear of those um, and just be gentle with that tooth. Uh, look, ultimately, you know, you go, it's going to slip into your subconscious that you've, you know, you, you're going to forget that you have a crown there. But uh, just keep reminding yourself to not tear your food and, and obviously avoid those sticky um, toffees or, or, or chewy sweets. Um, and then to your second question, Mishak, um, when, when we talk about putting a tooth in with a screw, that is um, a dental implant. So what you had, you have your own tooth. It's still in your bone. That, that root is still there. It's yours. We, the dentist took that tooth and he made a, a lovely crown over it. Now, if you lose the root of a tooth and you've got a gap, then what we're going to have to put into the gum or the bone is a little screw. It looks exactly like a tiny little screw. It's made up of titanium and it gets put into the bone. That has to grow to the bone, Mishak. It's a, it needs to what we call integrate. Once that happens, it becomes part of the bone. It's a very, very strong structure. And we can then insert a tooth into that screw. So you can replace the a whole missing tooth with the root and the crown. Does that help you, Meshach? Yes, very much. Good. Well, hopefully you... And, and just don't forget, don't, don't especially things like biltong. Don't sit there yes. ripping biltong. That's the worst yes. thing. Biltong and chops, Meshach. Chop, chop, chop up the biltong and eat it on your back teeth. <laughs> Can't give up biltong, but don't rip it with your front teeth. Okay. Because then, then you'll be phoning us back and telling us the crown's missing. <laughs> Have okay. a good evening. Thank Thanks, Misha. Good night Bye. to you. Bye-bye. Robert in Durban. Good evening. Hello, Robert. Oh, Robert? No, where's Robert? Is Robert there? Hello, um, oh, yeah. Robert is there. Okay, Robert, sorry. Yeah. We just need to get rid of the other line. There we go. Robert, you still with us? 
Yes, I oh, am. Oh, perfect. Right. Hi. How can we help you? Uh, uh, Colin, uh, my teeth have worn down extensively, mm. and I need what I'm told is called a complete mouth reconstruction. Um, in other words, crowns on all my teeth. Um, should I get this done by my dentist, or sh- do I need to see an orthodontist? Robert, um, I think the person you need to see is called a prosthodontist. Okay, that okay. that type of speci- um, specialist is very highly skilled in reconstructing bites. Look, I'll, I'll say that uh, you know straight up that redoing a bite is a very complex process, and it's it's very tricky even for the specialists to get it right. But Right. That, that, that kind of specialist has been trained postgraduately in doing this kind of treatment where we have patients like yourself with worn down teeth and we have to recreate the structure, um, this bite that's going to be comfortable for you. Obviously, what, we, what they intend to do is to what we call open up your bite. So you've lost what's called vertical dimension where your teeth come together. And so if you take a measurement from your chin to, to your, your upper lip, that measurement needs to be increased. We need to open up that bite. And I highly recommend that you see a prosthodontist for this kind of treatment, simply because they are, are, are far more skilled in, in developing and, and recreating your bite. Look, it's not to say that the dentist cannot do it. And if you are seeing a dentist who has done this before, then stick with him, fine, no problem, because it really is, it's, it's an experience uh, thing. You, you need to have done this kind of treatment before to know what you're doing. But a, a prosthodontist is the, the kind of specialist that you're looking for. Orthodontist does braces, and he realigns the teeth. The prosthodontist will work on, the, on rebuilding and reconstructing your teeth. Good. Thank you very much. All well, right. Good luck Thank to you, Robert. I'm glad I'm not you. <laughs> yeah, it's about 150,000. Well, I was about to say, are you very friendly with your bank manager? Uh, well, you need a second bond on the house. Oh, pretty much, yes. I know. I was about to say that. Well, good luck yeah. with that, Robert. If you're going ahead with that, um, yeah, prosthodontist. That's who you need to see. Good, thank you. Thanks for getting through. Thank you, Robert. Good night thank to you. Bye bye. Modulefa in Vormeranstadt. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Man? Hello, very well. Thank you. How can we help you? Fine. I'm sure I've got a problem with my teeth. Every time again, when I brush my teeth in the morning, I spit some blood. Mm. Gums yes, are bleeding. Yes, I've got a gum bleeding. Mm. Okay. Modulefa, yeah. We had a chat to another patient earlier. Modulefa, the important thing in this case is that you need to floss. You know yes, what? Sir. Do you know what dental floss is? No, I really don't know. You don't know what it is? Okay. No, it, I don't know really. All right. Go to your dentist in the area and ask them to show you what dental floss is. It's a really simple piece of, of it's a like, kind of like a piece of cotton or a piece of string. It's very thin, and that floss is used to go in between your teeth and remove all the plaque and all the germs. And that is why your gums are bleeding, because you have too much germs in between your teeth. So, you, okay. so the toothbrush is only doing half of the job. It's only removing the plaque on the outside, but it's not taking away the plaque in between your teeth, which is causing your gums to bleed. The only way to remove that plaque is by using dental floss. So go and speak to your dentist, ask them to show you what dental floss is, ask them to to show you how to use the floss, and then you'll see within a couple of days that bleeding will have subsided. Okay, no, thank you very much. Do you have any pain with it at all, or just the bleeding, Modulefa? 
sometimes I have a pain, especially in the morning when I wake up. Mm. Uh, and then after, when I brush it, then I've got a pain, and I know that I'm going to bleed. Mm. So the gums are sensitive with it yeah. as well. Is that quite yeah, common? It's, it's very common because your gums are, are, are inflamed. They are swollen. So okay. it's it's probably uh, then I advise you um, is to have a cleaning done a professional dental cleaning with the dentist or the oral hygienist before and then start to floss and you will within a few days I can I can assure you you'll feel a lot better. Okay, that's fine, sir. Okay. All right, but you Thank need you. to get somebody to show you how to do it, Mojalefa, and you need to get hold of some dental floss. I think I have to consolidate. I have to consolidate dentist for this. Sir. Yes, I think you do. Okay. Thanks. Good luck to you. Pleasure. Bye-bye now. Well, you're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. I'm Karen Key, and this evening we're focusing on dentistry with dentist Dr. Mark Sher. You have about 10 minutes left if you still have a question you want to get through, and if you do, call us on 0892 10 2010. That's, I think, possibly one of the biggest issues we have is this flossing thing. Mm. People just don't do it enough. It's uh, Yeah, I'm starting to realize that there is a total lack of education on that side mm. and that people actually don't know what floss is, which is... You know, something that's got me thinking a lot um, and something that we, you know, need to look at putting into primary health care um, in the schools. Um, you know, not only is, you know, teaching the kids how to brush, but introducing flossing to them. Uh, this is a huge aspect to it. I, I can't tell you how important I believe it, it is. Um, it's, it's not about me believing. It is, impo- it is mm-hmm. important. Um, and, yeah, this has really awoken me to the fact that, it's, you know, it's really not, um, it's not known. People don't know what dental floss is. And, and this, uh, can just, if you're not flossing and it causes the periodontal disease in your mouth, what can happen to your teeth from that? Because I'm just trying to get people to be aware that it's not just a, a fad mm. and that, oh, well, you know, it's the end thing to go off no. and floss your teeth. No, no, no. It is, are you actually saving your teeth? 100%. You're saving your teeth, firstly, from getting cavities. Because if you ask most dentists, they'll say, you know, ask them, where do the cavities start? And you take x-rays, teeth look good in the mouth, you take the x-rays, and all of a sudden there's holes all over the place. And those holes are starting in between the teeth. So first of all, flossing prevents decay or cavities from forming in between the teeth. It removes the plaque and the germs, so it creates much healthier gums, less inflammation. If that's left, you can get cavities, as I said. You can allow that bacteria to track down the roots of the teeth, creating this problem with periodontal disease. Now, when the bacteria spread from the gum problem, because gingivitis, let's just say, gingivitis is purely gums. The gums are infected, the gums are swollen, there's plaque on the teeth. When that progresses, if that's left untreated, the germs spread to the bone, so your jawbone, where the teeth are embedded, and the bacteria, or say their, their produce, their acids, eat away at the bone and you start to lose bone. And when you lose bone, your teeth are not attached to anything. They're about to fall and out. And ultimately, they fall out. So Charming. It is, that is the <laughs> end result. But that is real neglect, mm. real, um, you know, it's, it's rare that we see this kind of neglect. Um, but that is ultimately where you're going if you neglect to, to look after your teeth. Right. Massad in Cape Town, good evening. Good evening to you, madam. Hello. How can we help you? I uh, got a problem. My problem is that uh, I lost seven teeth, but uh, uh, the stump, uh, they are still uh, in the gums. But what, 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 how can you help me? 
Uh, Mossad, okay, so you've lost you've lost the the crowns and now yeah. you've still got the roots imbe yes, embedded. The root, uh, still there. Mm. Unfortunately, you have to have those roots removed. It's very important. Those roots, yeah. what, what's happening now? Your body has said, okay, hold on, there is something foreign in your yeah. mouth. Because those yeah. roots are now, they, they're no longer healthy teeth. They do not have a natural uh, blood supply, nerve supply. So they are actually, if I can put it to you like this, they are actually splinters. If you yeah. get a splinter in your finger, it's a foreign object. You know, your, your finger will swell up, it can get infected, it can be painful. That is the same concept that's happening. These teeth that are embedded in your, these roots that are left behind yeah. are, are now considered as foreign objects. So your body is trying to, to get rid of them and that can create infection. Um, the other aspect is that because they are still teeth, they are still tooth structure, bacteria yeah. can cling onto them and that can also lead to infection. So for your health, um, it's better to have those pieces taken out and then you obviously need to, to if you want to replace the teeth either with uh, uh, false teeth or implants, that is the way to go. But having those roots in your gums is serving you no purpose. It's actually putting you worse off. So my advice is to have them taken out. Okay. Okay, Masad, doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's something you can leave. I think you need to go and speak to your dentist about that before it starts making you ill. All right, all right. All right. Thank all you, right. Thanks Thank for getting so through much. to us. Pleasure. Good night to you. Bye-bye. Uh, Joe in Joburg. Hi, good evening. Hi, good evening. Hi, how can we help you, Joe? That's right. Look, uh, I've got this problem. Uh, about three or four years back, I had a terrible uh, toothache. Mm -hmm. And what happened is I consulted uh, a dentist. And then, uh, well, he... We agreed that, okay, he was not going to extract the teeth, mm -hmm. but that he was going to sort of uh, kill uh, or sort of... Uh, Take out the nerves. It does what, to cut mm. the nerve. Mm. Mm. And then, okay, what he did, there was a hollow in the teeth. He mm -hmm. filled it in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about uh, three days ago, I don't know what happened. You know, I was eating something. Mm -hmm. All the stuff that was uh, put into the teeth mm. got out mm -hmm. and then uh, there's a hollow in the in the in the, in, the, in the tooth now so the tooth broken uh, no 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 the, you know the, uh, let's say the, the filling. middle it's of just the, the filling the filling part okay. yeah the filling part mm. went out mm. but there's still something you know on the side of mm. the teeth you know mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that's uh, not the biting teeth mm. But you know the the other teeth. Okay. Okay. Now there's a hole, a hole now. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know. Can this still be refilled, or what must happen? Yes. Look. Uh, okay. I say this. I stand corrected, Joe, because you know normally when something falls out or filling falls out, there, there is an underlying cause, and more often than not, it's because there is decay. Okay. It means that the, the filling hasn't stuck to the tooth properly because the tooth is actually a bit rotten. Mm -hmm. 
So you need to assess that. What you had done was called a root canal procedure. Yes, yes, so, that was that. Correct. Yes. So he took out the, the basically all the stuff inside the roots which keeps the tooth vital. He took out the blood vessels, he took out the mm. nerves. Yes. And then he filled the roots up. He sealed that off so no more germs can go into the roots. Mm. But now the, the actual part of the tooth, mm. that can be filled if there is no decay if the surface that you are doing the filling on is is a healthy surface so that is something to look at if there is no decay then i advise you to go immediately actually as soon as possible to have that hole filled up again okay but really make sure that there is no decay ultimately uh, joe what you need to do here and you must speak to your dentist about this is you you should put a cap or a crown on this tooth and the reason I say this is because once you root canal a tooth, you remove, as I said, its nerve supply, but also its blood supply. So the tooth is actually a dead tooth. It's, yeah. it's non, we call it non-vital. And they are prone to breaking and fracturing because they are weaker than your other teeth. So in order to protect that, you should look at either having a crown or something like an inlay bonded into the tooth to give it more strength. All right. Yeah, no, thank you very much because, you know, presently, you know, when, when I touch the, 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 the tooth, I can feel it's dead, you know. Mm. I mean, I don't feel anything. Mm. You got no pain or anything with mm. this, Joe? Nothing, mm. nothing mm. whatsoever. But just but, rather... You know, it's just irritating because now, you know, all the stuff that mm. was put in, mm. you know, has gone out. Mm. And then uh, I'm just thankful to, you know, to have the advice that I must do that as soon as possible. As soon as possible. It's about three days that this has gone out. Yeah, oh, it's long yeah. enough now to wait. Where are you going tomorrow, Joe, to the dentist? I must definitely go there because <laughs> I hate taking out the tooth. Yes, yeah, no, it's a rather, rather save it. And as as Dr. Sher says, I'd speak to your dentist about putting a crown on it so that it can actually save that tooth because if you don't, Absolutely. it's going to break. Thank you, very thank you much. Joe. It's a pleasure, Joe. Good okay. night to you. Okay, night. Bye bye. Um, we're running out of time. Toto in Cape Town, if you can be really quick, we can take your call, but we haven't got much time. Good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure. Um, just one thing for Dr. Sher. Um, I'm unfortunately a mouth breather because my nose is totally blocked. Mm. Um, does this have a detrimental impact on one's teeth and gum, firstly? Yes, it does. It does it, and the reason is is um, Toto is because your salivary flow, especially when you're sleeping, is is diminished. It dries up, and saliva is a wonderful natural protector of the teeth. Um, it keeps your your mouth in in balance, and when I say balance, it keeps your the pH or the acidity level neutral. Without the saliva, your acidity levels will be raised. And that is when decay happens. Tooth decay happens in an acidic environment. So it is unfortunately something that uh, you know is going to affect your teeth when you're sleeping. And and the most important thing I'll say to you, Toto, is to go to bed with having cleaned your teeth as thoroughly as possible. And that includes right. brushing for two minutes and flossing thoroughly and even rinsing with a mouthwash. You can get a mouthwash that does actually stimulate salivary flow. So speak to your dentist about that because uh, there are mouthwashes out there that can stimulate salivary flow. Um, but really, that's the principle here is to go to bed with the cleanest mouth you could possibly have to avoid the chances of decay happening. 
Okay, I take that point. Uh, Toto, you've literally, we, we've got one minute to the end of the show, so I'm, I have to say I'm really sorry. Um, but if maybe if you, if you have any further questions, just post them on the Facebook page, Health Matters on SAFM, and we'll see if we can get an answer for you. Okay, it's not really a question, but I did uh, undergo, I decided to have all my amalgam fillings replaced with the resin, um, with the um, uh, inlays, the yes. porcelain inlays, mm. and, um, you know, it was pretty successful. Oh, good. that's great. Thank Tosha, you. thank you. I'm sorry I have to say goodnight, but thank you very much for getting through to us. Thank you. My thanks once again this evening to Dr. Mark Schoen. He's a dentist practicing in Cape Town at The Practice in Seapoint, and he's been my guest on tonight's edition of Health Matters. Mark, thank you so much for joining me this evening. All right, thank you. It's been great. Well, if you have any questions about something you've heard on the show this evening, you can email me on healthmatters at safm.co.za or you can take a look at the Facebook page and post something there, and that's Health Matters on SAFM. Well, that's it for Health Matters for this week. I'm Karen Key. Thanks for joining me, and I'll be back with you again tomorrow evening just after nine with Time to Travel.